Kevin Smith's latest flick, Yoga Hosers, is now streaming courtesy of Flix Fling. See the film the way some would say it would be best seen, while you're blazed and surfing the internet in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Feel like a 12-year-old girl again, even if you never actually were one. Yoga Hosers, it's a kid's movie from the guy who made his career with Clerks and then tried to destroy it with Tusk. Rent or own Yoga Hosers right now on Flix Fling. Hit me! 228. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, alright? You've got to throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status mega nerd status netheads 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 you guys rock and now here's will and trent Okay, wait for it. Here comes the artificial fade, and then we're and then it's gonna drop back in yeah. and hit. Yeah, then the beat drops, and it's like, oh, white boys, oh, white boys, we don't know how to dance, we don't know how to dance. Well, speak for yourself, bro. I got, I got, I got moves. Yeah, no, you do, you do. I can't get the overlays to work anymore. Oh, well, fine, whatever. Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Heads. My name is Will. I'm Trent. Uh, if you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. Uh, yep. One of them is Twitter. Trent, tell them about it. Dude, so easy. Hashtag NetHeads. And might I say, Will, there's we we got a we got a little uh, we got a little Tez the Ant some 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 of the Ant love going on the NetHeads way this week. Dude, I got to tell you. Um, Using the hashtag netheads. Yeah, last, uh, well, what happened was uh, one of uh, one of the, the TESD listeners, and now, of course, everything. Uh, let's see now. Oh, look at that. Uh, by the way, uh, Josh Stiffer, uh, Stifter, former uh, what I like to call fill-in guest host for NetHeads. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, he said he could watch uh, because uh, it'd be great to have some good company. Isn't that nice? Aww. Uh, let's see now. I want to go back to, I think it was Zalank on Twitter, Z-A-L-N-K, who said, uh, Will, I don't know about the other ants, but this one loves Tesdy and NetHeads. Yeah, because last, last week I was like, you know what? I think we have good affinity with the ants. I think that, 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 you know, I think that we fall into very similar categories of, of ant fandom. You know, Trent, I got to tell you, I, what I really think is that we uh, we we do we fall into all realms of fandom, it's really. It's true. Uh, you know, except, and I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't mean, I haven't had my coffee yet. I got to tell you. Um, Juice and scotch for me. <laughs> cheers, buddy. It's uh, Saturday. What the hell? Why not? <laughs> You're like, I. you know what? I. This is why I don't kill anyone. Yeah, exactly. It's five o'clock somewhere. Exactly. And that's the way to live life, I think. Anyway, oh, hold on. Let me move my mason jar out of the shot. Yeah, 
ass. Get that moonshine out of the way, boy. No, no, it was. It would have been nice if the coffee was in it. Uh, anyway, um, uh, that that tweet came out earlier in the week. Um, probably, I believe it was because of something uh, we may have said. And I'm always trying to put upon other audiences in order to uh, help get us more audience. Uh, only because, and I got to be honest, okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's put it on Front Street. Folks, just because you got a house in a really nice neighborhood yeah, doesn't mean anyone's going to give a shit about it. It's true. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. So so you can it's say, true. wow, Will, you guys have, you got some amazing real estate here. You get to, you get to reside on, in, mm -hmm. the, in the house that Kevin built and, and damn, don't it look pretty. And I, mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yes. But, you know, it that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate to uh, listeners. Now, that being said, there's there's one driving reason why I actually care about audience. It's the only reason. Now, don't get me wrong. Sure. I don't mean I don't care about our audience because that no. is not the case. No. What I, not. What I explicitly mean is uh, uh, caring about uh, the number of people there are. Be and here's the reason why. Uh, because we are in a nice neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We we have we could have great curb appeal. Yes, yes. The window shopping is prime. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and uh, on the flip side too, I know that my there we go lower third. Uh, my wonderful co-host uh, and I, you know, we're both we're both we're both uh, scrappy individuals, and we're we're literally scrapping it all together at all times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, so we're always looking. I like. I don't know about you, Trent. I have. Uh, I've always been what I considered somewhat of a hustler, and and in that I mean that. A hustler, baby. If, That's if, sure. If friend and family's man, you got music in your heart, and I love it. <laughs> It's Saturday, man. I know uh, that, and and that's one thing that we did discover last week accidentally that this that there is a certain energy to Saturday that you lose by Sunday. It's so true. Sunday's the worst. It is. It is literally the worst day. It's, a, <laughs> it's all bogged down by the yep. god or the special events yep, or and the work that's that's pending or the work that you thought you were going to do over the weekend and didn't. Yeah, the, lo the looming. Uh, by the way, also, if you wanna, if you did want to try and reach us while we're live or to leave us a message after the fact, uh, NetHeads on air and, uh, via Skype is the easiest. Uh, so if you can't make that work, though, uh, YakBet9020 is what you could dial or 866 610 which, by the way, spells will. Um, I should just do that. But wouldn't that be the oh, most... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that the greatest egotistical slap to yeah, my co-host's face? Great. I like... Uh, well, that, but that, that number predates me. No. Oh, maybe. Actually, yeah, you're right. It does. Yeah. I have, man, I, I got to say, for the sake of, for whatever reason, wanting to broadcast, because, yeah, you know, yeah. one way or another, that is what we do at one point or another. Yeah. Um, at least while we're doing NetHeads. Um, I, uh, I, I, my, the money I have, I, I must have spent along the way just to uh, be able to broadcast and and have my voice heard which by the way i i think it all basically comes down to my my deepest uh fear of mortality and my urgency to be heard and noted i think is is yeah. where we're at at least that's what i'm trying yeah. uh but anyway so uh dialing this all back where we were originally going uh part of the reason why i care about audience isn't because of me it's actually mostly because of my co-host uh but me somewhat as well because if we could crack the the uh, regular advertising uh, beam that uh, our fellow uh, Smodcast Network people 
are able to achieve, then I know I'd be able to put a little more in the the pocket of my my co-host. And Aww. you know, and you know what they say: happy co-host, happy life. Happy happy host. Yeah, it doesn't work. Hold on, Trent. The phone is ringing. <laughs> we better pick it up. Yeah, well, we can try. Uh, that machine is the one that keeps updating no matter uh, what. Uh, Caller, are you there and can you hear us? Yes, well, I hear you. Oh, hey, look, everybody. It's Ryan Connolly coming Friend to us, man. Friend of the program, Ryan Connolly. And by the way, Ryan, I'm serious. We need to, uh, I think we need to set up a time and record maybe not when we're on air. I want to do a special segment. Uh, even though I am vehemently against the use of third-party votes in this election cycle, <laughs> let me let me let me put it and fully qualify it that way. Uh, I am not against the third-party system. I do believe that we, as Americans, should have the option of other people during this particular election cycle. Though I really all, want all the votes to either go to one side or the other of the major political parties because. Uh, even though uh, Stein or Johnson may have great ideas and great plans and great goals, you fuckers are not going to win this time, and we really need the votes where we need them. Anyway, that being said, I still <laughs> Yes, Ryan? The special third-party segment with you, uh, and I, so that way uh, we can at least leave our political conscience and make sure that the third parties have been heard. Uh, because I've seen you do your postings, and you've got uh, grant. You you are fully dialed into the third party perspective, and I would appreciate being able to, to generate that voice for the listening audience, so they could at least get some perspective, especially those not in. Uh, I would love to. Uh, in the meantime, though, however, how are you? What's on your mind? I will. What does that mean, Trent? Are you okay on your side? I'm getting a weird pop sound somewhere. No, I can't hear Ryan. Oh, okay. That would explain it. One second. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ryan, Trent can't hear you. So uh, anyway, why are you working in a fun house or an amusement park right now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably not. Well, I'm a vampire. Do you just mean in, wait, you're a vampire in general or? No. Like, like this, is a, this is a new uh, lifestyle uh, choice for you? <laughs> That's what I mean. No, he's working in a haunted house. Trent. Oh, that makes way more sense. Okay, Ryan, uh, obviously I got tech issues on this side. Trent can't hear you. And to be honest, with only half of the conversation going on, I feel bad for him. Uh, but I, I'm sorry. Why are you having to yell at people that are paying to get scared? I don't understand. Or do you mean in, in effect scaring them? Oh, okay. Yes. I thought you meant as in like chastising them. It's like, look, you paid to get scared. So don't be upset with me, Mr. Vampire, because you're scared. It's not that kind of I've thing. I've done that. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So, uh, Trent, uh, Ryan, and he's, picture, uh, he's posted pictures of this. Too. Now I'm like a, a translator is what I am. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I can hear Ryan now. We're good. Oh, you can? Yeah. What the? It's voodoo in the studio. I know. I know. Okay, wonderful. I'm glad. You fixed it, well. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure I did. <laughs> anyway. Um, the, best, the best IT ever right there, folks. <laughs> no, no, you're talking, uh, by the way. Chief Technology Officer of Smodco. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, Ryan, so that's kind of cool, though. So you get to work in a haunted house. Yeah. Well, uh, I like that kind of action. Awesome. Evil is what that is. Well, cool. Glad to hear it, man. Uh, anything else going on in your world you wanted to share? No, no. I salute you. And, we appreciate, oh, you. and as always, we appreciate your participation, sir. Yeah, one love, buddy. One love. Be entertaining. True. Oh, hopefully, anyway. 
Who knows? Well, you guys, thank you, Ryan. And as always, we appreciate you, man. Have a good one. One love. Later, guys. Bye. You don't mind that I co-opted the one love? No, it's ours. It's everyone's. And Uh, and let's be honest, I blatantly stole it from the Rasta movement. You did well. uh, (laughs) Yeah, but they're they're kind of okay with that. There was a time when I looked fairly Rasta. (laughs) Actually, you know, I gotta say though, I think you have finally found the perfect balance in your look. You know, the uh, I did too, actually. Yeah. And and unfortunately, and and this kind of falls back as well to the to the whole advertising uh, thing as well. You know, uh, we we have to to cater to the man, as it were, and appear yeah. certain ways. So um, it's not like you do, even if you wanted to rock the uh, the more biker look, as I thought Correct. it as. Yeah, uh, it probably doesn't blend in very well with uh, academia. No. Definitely not. But that's the thing. This is so much more manageable. <laughs> there, there is the flip side as well, right? Oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> You're like, well, you know what? I, you know, the thing I like most is that after a good meal, I don't have to actually check my yeah. face for food. I don't have to take a shower after I eat breakfast. <laughs> uh, hey, man, no, that's fine. You got to live the life I always wanted to because... Yeah. I am uh, follically challenged, so I I will have never gone through this life knowing what it was like to have a beard. Perhaps be a beard, but not have a beard. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that said, uh, I salute you. I'm, I, you know, it was, it was a, it was your experiment of stage after college. I get it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just everyone's got to play around a little bit, find out who they are. Yeah. Everybody's got to play around a little, even if it's after college, yeah, man. Yeah. Now, now, Will, you formerly lived in, in SoCal, correct? Yeah, I did. There was a five-year stint. Interestingly enough, it was like almost immediately after I was living in Southern California and moved back up to Northern California uh-huh. that I was lucky enough to, as I put it, be tapped and uh, yes. and, and work with Kevin, I guess I should yes. say. Yes. So when, like... When you were in Southern California, and I know we have we have uh, friends of the program uh, like that fracking cat and Miranda Janelle that live within a literal stone's throw of Disneyland. Did you ever partake of of the uh, of the happiest place on earth? Oh yeah, when you're a if you're a Southern California person and everyone else you don't know is not in Southern California. No wait, hold on. If you're a Southern California person and everyone that you know is not in Southern California, right. You're going to get the SoCal Disney Pass, and you're going to okay. be there quite – and and also, when you first move down there, at least – okay, hold on. I shouldn't say when you. All of this is us. This is just sure. my family. Sure, but, right, right. <laughs> but, yes, there's a certain – there's a first a surge, but then, uh, like, for example, Miranda Janelle, I think she put on Facebook or Twitter the other day, she just celebrated a 10-year anniversary with the company she's working for. Right. Uh, so we can uh, let's just speculate that she is in uh, has been in Southern California that whole time. Oh, there, uh, she, she has and she's had passes ever since a childhood. Yeah, for me, there was and for our family, there was a surge in the beginning that that tapered off. However, you know, we were able to go like every every quarter if we wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so. So, yeah, you I, I imagine you go a lot when you live down there. It's just one of those things when you if you got it, flaunt it. Well, and the only reason I bring it up because uh, one of my coworkers is like so dialed into Disney, multiple trips a year from Utah, mind you, to to they like his family has passes, and he was talking about how they're retiring the Tower of Terror, and I guess this is kind of a big deal. 
Oh, yeah, it is. It is. As a matter of fact, it's an interesting path. First of all, uh, the Tower of Terror, if I'm not mistaken, was a, you're now tapping into a Disney Disney philia here. So yeah, 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 yeah. Which, uh, which, holy shit, there, there is a whole depth of fandom there that I have never even like experienced. There really is. Uh, let's. I, I like to put it this way, Trent. There are people that like Disneyland, and then there are people that have spent hours upon hours traversing the information on DoomBuggies.com. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> and since I created the example, I'll let you decide which part of the fence sure. I fall on. Sure. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, because it's true. I mean, I, I really do love Disneyland. I appreciate the history of it and, and just the uh, magic and intentions of it. So I, I have been a very big Disney fan. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I am uh, most jealous of. Yeah. Uh, when I was building the studio for Sir at the uh, location it was, there were uh, framed some of the, uh, even if they were reproductions, it doesn't matter, but they were the yeah. full-blown posters oh. that are like the promo posters when you're walking under the railroad, old-timey 50s promo posters <gasps> for different areas, uh, like the Haunted oh. Mansion or Tomorrowland. And, yeah. And I'm like, that's just some, because Disneyland is just, it's, uh, I'll tell you, I think the people that connect with it most, uh, once again, are those that ultimately fear for their own mortality because sure. it's a connection to our, our childhood. And it's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, the other day I was sitting down trying to, to plan out, um, if we could do a Disney trip this year, because last year, uh, back problems totally screwed up my vacation. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, just the, so, so. I, I believe the last iteration of Terror Tower oh, right Tower now is Twilight Zone, right? Yes. Uh, when the Tower of Terror first came out, a lot of us here in uh, uh, supporters of Disneyland yeah. were suffering what I like to call world envy because Disney World gets all the cool shit first. Oh, it's kind of like their pilot area. The, 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 well, the for a while it seemed that way because, you know, you had uh, – there's also – well, more to the point, it kind of stems more from Universal because the Universal mm -hmm. Studios Orlando, yeah, is is the place where like Harry, Wizarding World of Harry Potter was first. You just brought that right. up, yeah, and that so that's kind of the way I think of it as uh, too, even though it's not really true uh, anyway. But the Tower of Terror did come out in in did the Disney World area first, I believe. Okay, and then they found a way to incorporate it out here. And what's happening is, uh, is it January sixteenth of twenty seventeen? I, I probably, yeah, somewhere around there, folks. It's somewhere between now and, and just think of it as now and, and the first of the year, if you really want to play it safe. Uh, and the Tower of Terror is just this. Uh, I've only been on it once, and it was with my brother. Uh -huh. uh, it was one of those things. We were in Southern California, and he came down for a trip. Uh, so now I'm going to get all sentimental and probably weepy. My brother's still with us. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> like as of late, it's one of the few things I can think of that my brother and I did together. I right. have I have four other I have four brothers. So let's be clear. It's uh, my brother, John. I talk to all the time. Stevens on the East Coast. Michael is somewhere. Don't know. And Donald's in the Sacramento area. There they are. Yeah. Good. You know, all the, I think that's all of them. I said four and I said four. Good. We're good. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Count them off. But the Tower of Terror is really, it's its one of those great rides where they they create an event leading up to the ride. Uh, it's the, much of their very creative imagineering to keep you entertained while you're going to be in line. 
Right. Yeah. And and so you get to experience the story that uh, you're leading up to uh, as you queue, and it it takes you into the lobby of the hotel, and next thing you know, I'm part of it. You're traversing the basement with the steam pipes and everything. Oh, it's cool. Just, and it's old timey, uh, you know. Uh, when you think putting on the Ritz kind of um, sure. era entertainment, that's what it's all oriented around. And then the ride goes up and down. It's a fun ride, you know. It, it does. So it is just one of those like 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 up and drop rides, right? Yeah. It but it, it traverses inconsistently, and there's always yeah. a por- portion. There's a few portions where the the wall opens, and you're looking out at the park. Right. Now, what's happening though is, and this is why it's a mixed bag. It, this is one of the things where it's like I don't know what side to be on okay because uh what's happening is it's going to be turned into a guardians of the galaxy experience of some kind really yeah see look at trent going what okay okay yeah and and i don't know that they're i don't know if they're turning it into something else or if it or if the structure will just become a facade for the new thing you know what i mean i don't know anything about it. yeah so the guy i was working with was talking about how they're going to bring in elements from like star tours right and so, like when you drop to a floor, it's like you're it's like you're in an elevator on like a, a, a spaceship or on like in like uh, the collector's ship or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then and then like it'll pop open and there will be a scene to interact with, and then it will go drop to another or shoot up to another. And and so every time you go on it, it will be a different experience, much like how Star Tours is all randomized. So really, what we we can what I would suspect is that the current facade of the hotel will probably be extended out a few feet so that they can just put that screen infrastructure there. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's what I would think because uh, that way you can leave everything, just build a little extra structure. Right, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and you don't have, because I mean, what are they going to do? You can't turn the elevators around, you know? (laughs) Engineering already said that shit ain't going to happen. Physics say, "Mm mm-mm, not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, by the way, people were telling me Ryan's voice was just cutting out. Uh, yeah. So time, like it so. would it would pop. Like I'd hear the first couple of seconds, mm-hmm. and then he'd just he'd just disappear. Oh well. You know, eh, it calls aren't exactly. Although this if you is tell, live if, broadcasting, folks. Yeah. Well, and I also, like I said, I rewired the studio. So it's, actually, we were able to <laughs> resuscitate the same computer that died last week, which oh. is really weird because all I did was um, I got the latest version of Windows onto a bootable USB thinking, oh, yeah. well, thinking I might be able to use that just for some basic uh, hard drive diagnostics. Right. Yeah. And instead it just uh, went ahead and upgraded the system to the latest version. And yeah. now it's fine again. Um, see, and that's good. I was afraid that you had uh, taken the laptop and um, taken it to the ancient um, Indian burial ground behind your house and had buried it. And it came back when you woke up the next morning was in the, in the, uh, in the studio. First, I played with Jack. <laughs> then I played with Mommy. <laughs> now I'm going to play with you. And the cat's just like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, uh, funny side note, uh, and this is probably going to be a story that's only funny to me, but uh-huh. at the time, one of, one of the, one of the uh, coolest guys that I had uh, met in high school was this uh, army brat uh, who came in just the last part of senior year. Uh, and, and he was just so hilarious. We called him Z because his name was something uh, long, ridiculous, and very uh, associated. And and mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. And, and the funniest part was is like that was his name, and then his brother's name was John. And he's like, right, John, you see, 
Why did they go that route with him? I got to be saddled with this my whole yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, he had come there on a, uh, I was working in a movie theater at the time and he had uh, come there on a date. And, uh, so I had to serve my friend and it was yeah. like, and it, could you bring me some salt later? And so I'm like, all right, I put that in the back of my brain. And once yeah. the, the rush was over, he went to go see Pet Cemetery. So I go in and I just oh, take a look uh, and I realize, oh, yeah, he's right there. I could get to him. So I went and grabbed the salt and I said, here's your salt, sir. And he just jumped. And he said, oh, shit, no. <laughs> Out loud. Unfortunately, on to his date. Oh, shit. Like dump a side seat. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, uh-huh. Now, uh, leading up to that, I have to tell you that the conversation we had Monday at school put me in moral, mortal terror every time I went out to my car until I left that job. Because he told me, uh, I'm going to get you. I am going to get you. You're not oh, going shit. to see it, but I will have my revenge. Yeah, you won't see it coming, but it's coming. And uh, it was afterwards that I found out that uh, there were a few times, but he had to abandon it because I wasn't there. He was going to wait. Uh, he was waiting under my car. Oh, fuck that shit, dude. And when I was putting, because this is back in the day when you actually had to use keys to open a car. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Wait, I still do. <laughs> there you go. He was going to wait for me to do that, and then he was just going to reach up and grab me in the nuggets. Oh, out of nowhere, dude. Jesus. Which I have to admit would probably make me urinate myself. Oh, dude, out of nowhere. Absolutely it would. Yeah, so, uh, okay. Well, let's rewind the tape again. Uh, so yeah, I don't know where to stand on the Tower of Terror thing uh, because, but it was a cool ride. But at the same time, I would rather have a Guardians of the Galaxy experience, especially since, like you said, uh, that is one element I did read. It's it's somewhere within the realm of the collector's ship. So yeah, yeah, I think something along those lines. Yeah. So that just makes it ripe with possibilities. Not to mention, I'm calling it now Howard of the Duck cameo. Howard oh, the Duck cameo. Oh shit! Yes, yeah, son. Please. Yeah, yeah, I did just say Howard of the Duck. Don't give me shit. Uh, at Zulu at Zulu underscore Punk says that Tower of Terror is one of his least favorite rides because he's uh, not into the the droppy rides. Me neither, dude. I get sick. Like if I don't like eat a fistful of Dramamine before I go to an amusement park, I'm sitting on the sidelines the whole time. Well, and the last time I went on it was before I started experiencing my vertigo issues. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Oh, I can't even imagine. Well, even more so. Look. Uh, little inside baseball wife's not gonna be thrilled with this but anyway one of the things my wife likes to do to torture me every once in a while is just <laughs> is just walk up and fiercely pinch me in the nipples okay <laughs> wait from the front or behind from the front i mean oh, and, and, oh god oh no but no it's i mean uh, guys the A attack <laughs> the attack plan is perfect because she uh what she'll do is she'll approach me like i'm gonna get a kiss or a hug yeah yeah, yeah. so you're and so, so you're so you're Leaving yourself vulnerable. I'm, I'm like, yes, affection. She does. Like, ow. <laughs> uh, but the funniest part is this: this stupid condition I've been talking about now for over a month. It's you know, it's progressively healing. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I don't have pain so much in my arm. I don't have numbness so much. You know, but there's still this experience that there's like a spike in my shoulder blade, as I like to think of it, right here, uh, behind my left. So, so last night she did one of those. And literally, just from the abri abrupt and uh, quick movement, I, I it, that part just seized up, and I was like in pain oh, for thirty uh... minutes. <laughs> Which then led. I mean, to I'm, not, I'm, I'm laughing because of the situation, not because it's funny. No, no, I well, it is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Who am I kidding? <laughs> 
because the best part is is the is having to put up with the 30 minutes after that where my wife every once in a while just keeps apologizing for not realizing Aww. she would injure me for pinching my nipple. <laughs> At which point you just want to say, stop saying nipple, but you know, nipple. <laughs> You're not helping the situation, nipple. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly. Uh, anyway, so uh, I, I, I enjoy the Tower of Terror, the time I've been on it. I haven't been on yeah. it since. Um, but maybe I wouldn't be able to even ride it right now. Um, oh, man, it's it's just funny how like these these like, you know, y- you start talking about things and then things just seem to pop up all the time, right? I had a, a former coworker from when I worked at the university. She came down to my office the other day and we were bullshitting, and she has a tie somehow with like the the CFO at at Disney. I don't know if it's through the university or what whatever it was, but he was able to arrange a private tour for her and her family and they're big Disney files too. And so like, they're going like, it's, it's just this one person that goes on your vacation with you and, and is supposed to give you all the inside sights of, of like this, that, and the other. And they kind of already knew them all. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the stuff that most people don't even like, we don't tell most people about. And so they got to see, like, apparently she didn't go into details because I don't know it anyway, but she said like, she got to see some, some stuff that normally people would never notice in the park. Um, that said, if if uh, you wanted to buy such an experience, it's like twenty four hundo for six hours. Yeah, but you do if you've never done it. Look, there are a lot of things to know about Disneyland. If you don't yeah. know them, I don't fault you for them because it means you have a life, uh, <laughs> or you just don't live in SoCal. Yeah, I I on the other hand, you know, I I do know some of them. Like for example, there is a, a there a, when you first walk into Disneyland and you start at the base of Main Street in the uh, circle there. Uh, to the left is a fire station and while the park was being built there's an apartment above the fire station that walt would stay in oh really and there is a light in the window because he would turn on the light to let everyone know he was there so now in 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 the spirit that walt is always with us there is always a light that's on in that window really that's cool dude so but you get to see that apartment they've kept it as is uh so that's like one of the things you could see on the back uh on the the private tour like you're talking about uh-huh. Uh, and I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted, I mean, let, let's face it, folks. If you really want to enjoy Disneyland and you don't have limited funds, the right. things you can do are nuts. Like you can literally, you can get a tour guide like this. You can also get somebody and you can pay for this. You can pay for a premium experience where you're always front of the fucking line. Yo, dude. Which guys in Disneyland, massive. <laughs> I was going to say that that's probably actually helps quite a bit. Well, their fast pass system that they came up with really helped things, and it it lets you work the park. And the other thing, too, by the way, if you're ever going to go to Disneyland, I would encourage you to either read up or subscribe to one of the websites or services that you can where you enter the must-have rides that you want to go on, and then it will put together for you a schedule uh, of exactly what to do when. So it like involves give your fast passes, have a runner go get these fast passes while you wait in line for this, and that person can come back and rejoin you. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's awesome! And if you, but I, I've done this a few times, and I'll tell you right now, you want to put most of your rides in the morning, okay? Then, in, then enjoy some shows and stuff in the in the afternoon, and then when it gets showtime during the evenings, where people are seeing the parades and stuff, sure, yeah. After you've seen them, that's when you want to go hit the other rides as well. Okay, uh, but, and you're avoiding the hottest part of the day too, I would assume. Yeah, exactly. But that's one of the things, too, that, uh, like, I think even the Disney app now will show you. It's amazing apps, man. Right? Uh, But the Disney app will show you a collaborative uh, glimpse of the wait times on things. So as long as that's accurate, you can 
kind of map out what you want to do next, which we did, I think, on our last trip. And it was it was a for the limited time we got to have fun on that trip. It was a good time. Uh, uh, my my coworker, he said the longest line they waited in was for uh he called it a Dole Whip at the Tiki Bar. Oh wow! <laughs> Which is, I guess, it's like um, I'm looking it up right here. It's pineapple flavored soft serve uh, that you can only get at that one place in the world, I guess. Oh, okay. That's, that's <laughs> he the, said that the, the line there was the most ridiculous of everything else they did. <laughs> oh wow! I wonder if that was because I've I've been there at times and it's like there's only two people uh, waiting in line to get the Dole Whip. I've never had it, <laughs> but I have been in. But you know what it is? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, a, okay. It's a refreshing beverage, Trent. Yeah. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, apps, Trent, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Disneyland so we can get into this app discussion. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, For those of you watching the video, in case you're wondering, uh, no, this is not a Dildonic, and, and it's not Damn the it. Silver Surfer. Uh, Loot Crate, who I don't mention much because we can't get them as a sponsor. They uh, <laughs> this, this month's theme was speed, and this is actually a, a, a plastic uh, pseudochrome flash. Okay. And it has a super uh, heavy magnet on it, so that way if you have a metal hood, you can put it on the front of your car. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I would forget it's there, and then in, like, three weeks, the weather will have turned it black, so why bother? So I figured put it on the mic stand. Yeah, but, but I mean, it, it does harken back to, the, to that golden era of, like, import vehicles, right, where you had, like, the big Jaguar, uh, you know, cat on top of the Jaguar hoods, you know? Or even your own customized one, you know, because that's right, that's yeah. how you roll. Uh, yeah. Now, I bring this up because it's The Flash. And uh, this week, mm. the CW made an a, a amazing announcement. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not really that amazing, but it's about time uh, somebody finally clicked in on this. Um, uh, and, and let me give you a little uh, little history here, folks, okay? Uh, the long and short of it that I'm, I'm, I'm meaning to get to is that the CW has now put out their app to where you can watch the CW <gasps> yes. for free. It doesn't oh. matter. You don't need a cable account or anything else. Okay, that's what I'm getting to. So Brilliant. You, so you can bring me back on, on point on this. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make a note here. <laughs> so the reason why I bring this up is because... Um, uh, back in the day, uh, this uh, for local programming. Okay, uh, we kind of you, you always got into issues, and it originally stemmed from uh, satellite uh, television, mm -hmm. uh, especially the the compact digital satellite like uh, DirecTV and the like. Prime had, Star back in the day. Because when you first uh, subscribed to those services, you were stuck with uh, having to go with an antenna to get your local news. So then, right, yeah. Uh, they were able to offer local packages. However, uh, after a certain amount of time, local TV got pissed because they're like, hey, you know, they're in our area. You're giving them service, but they're not seeing our ads. These should right. be our customers. Yeah. So then you had to petition that you didn't have a good enough signal. The reason why I'm saying all this is because uh, obviously that model is one of the things that kind of uh, carried a certain thinking forward and that's why uh the networks uh for whatever reason if you want to watch their streaming content they want you to sign in with your cable or uh or satellite provider info so that way you can demonstrate right. that you have a license to view the content because right. they're taking away from local market however the reality is with cable cutters and everybody else now you've got hulu and netflix and all the different yep. services so people are getting the product anyway uh, so your local advertising isn't being seen, and it would seem that CBS slash the CW 
uh, has tapped into this finally because with their app now, you don't need any of that nonsense. That you makes can, so much sense. You can just watch and they'll feed you their national ads yep. on the spots yep. because, because it, the whole narrative has changed. And this is one of those things, Trent, where uh, this is uh, not quite as, as big of the jump as the no headphone jack in the iPhone. Oh. But this is gonna. This can truly be one of those things that could be a game changer because uh, it's once again moving away from the cable model and more towards just the content delivery model. Absolutely, it gets it gets rid of the middleman. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 buying directly from the the uh, from the the dairyman, not having to go to the grocery store. Yeah, Ryan Connolly says, "I bet Nethead WW is a member of Mouse Chat." No, I'm not. Thank you, though. <laughs> What's Ma is Mouse Chat like a? I don't know, but I'm not a member of it. Thing. That's why I say, I, yeah, <laughs> it's it, like a, is it like a, a furry chat room? It might be. I don't know. <laughs> chat room, yeah, like those are a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Spank me more. Oh, Gorge. No, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's something that, that we should be playing around with as far as uh, litigation goes, Will. Oh, sorry, Trent. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, you're, you're so concerned about listeners that uh, you don't want Disney's lawyers on you. Back that's off. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I like it. Well, we, don't, and, we, don't, and, we don't need a Robert and, Crumb experience here. And look at the mug that I'm drinking out of. Today. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Mickey Mouse mug for those listening. Um, so anyway, uh, this, is, this is really kind of big because, uh, you know, I, I think the only thing that would probably uh, – the only people that should be afraid of this would be local television yeah, stations, obviously. True. Yep, true. Uh, uh, but it, at the same time, uh, it, it's a it's a rough line to walk because, folks, we're all a very inexpensive HD antenna away from pretty much being able to receive local television. And yep. I say, and I know I shouldn't say all. Like for example, I don't know what things are like in Cache Valley, Trent. No, you're you're spot on though. That's all you need is is the digital receiver, and you're good to go. And you can even in Cash Valley, even in even a in valley. Cache valley. Yeah. See, yep. even Trent lives in a goddamn valley, and he can yeah. get. With, so, uh, you don't really need to pay for cable, and the local stations can still be carried. Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing that it makes me wonder is what are we moving towards? Um, are we are we getting into a realm where? Uh, we are literally going to see television, local television channels get um, generationally removed from business. Uh, and no. I say that my kid has been watching Friends. She's been rewatching sure. Friends, right? Uh, she's 13 years old, so okay, yeah, you can do that. No, uh, yeah. Um, and and she was watching some of the episodes with me when I binged them a little while ago, because uh, you know I'm I'm over 40, so I'm more nostalgic than actually living life. Um, and so she's watching them, and she's sitting in her room. Now, mind you, she could watch Netflix on her on the television in her room. Right. However, every time I go in, she's watching it on her laptop. So, uh, hmm. so what I'm saying, well, Trent, that's the thing. You and I don't relate to this, but there, this uh, generation, yeah, and maybe the one before it, they consume media wherever it is. Uh, the television is not the focal point for watching anymore. Yeah, it's 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 not the centerpiece of of like uh, the experience of consuming like the the, the we have right that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, Ryan Connolly points out he's already had people come into work complaining that they've lost their headphone dongle. Ah. The iPhone, yeah, you got to have a dongle to yep. use the regular you got a dongle. 
Don't dongle around, folks. So, yeah. I, so I'm I'm very interested to see the way the future is going to go. You know, are the local channels always going to be around, or are we? Is it going to be that instead of a local channel, instead you're just going to have uh, the local video stream for the news? And you know what I mean? It's like it, yeah. it's going to get dialed down even more to something that's centrally comp- made into a product on itself. Because what other what else do you use local TV for other than the news? Well, and honestly, dude, I'm kind of surprised that someone hasn't figured out a way th- with the FCC to get to create an uh, an app that allows you to tap into that through your through your device, right? So that on your Roku or on your smart TV, you could download this app and then you have access to whatever it, you know whatever bounces off your ISP as, as far as the region goes. That gives you access to all those things, like. I, for $5 a month, I, I would think people would be willing to pay something like that as opposed to like buying the, you know, it's just, it's, it's just easier. Uh, and you know, buying into our, to our laziness than like buying the, uh, the digital antenna and hooking it up. Well, you know what? Case in point, uh, right before we came in here, I, I got done watching the season premiere of some show. Oh, uh, new girl. I think it was. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and it makes sense because I saw a commercial and at the time the local station, the local Fox affiliate, uh, KTVU, Fox two, uh, Oakland, San Francisco. Anyway, they, uh, <laughs> and the Bay area. Exactly. They, um, <laughs> They say, you know, download the KTVU app and uh, watch stream the live news anytime, anywhere. Oh, okay. So they're even doing it. They're taking yep. their what is their content, their marketable product, and they're making it available via app. So, I mean, I, I, I really do feel that we are, uh, the reason why this all excites me is because I think we are very soon finally going to get into the era that was predicted by a man named Paul Montgomery in the late 90s where he said that um, the the cable concept uh, and the network concept and everything else is going to go away and there will be a day where we will all be able to watch the shows we enjoy because we're the ones that are actually subscribing to and funding them. So in other words, yes. if you really yes. loved Constantine, and you were watching the oh, shit out fuck, of it, dude. And, and 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 you know what? Enough people were subscribing to the show that it could be funded. The show could go on. Yep. Yep. Uh, and eventually, we're going to find ourselves. In, we're already almost there now. Amazon is doing their cute little voting system, right? Which is super smart for their pilots. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they can decide if it really is worth uh, going into production on. So in a way, they're kind of doing the the gateway of that. Uh, and and I I just got to say that the only reason why this excites me is because as a guy who did enjoy Constantine, if oh, that show shit, had been in man. this model, I guarantee you, yeah. yep. still be on the air. Well, and 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 I would have happily for for me myself, I would have happily paid five dollars an episode for that because it was mm-hmm. that good to me. I loved it so much. One thing with the that I still, I mean, it's it's all about trade offs, right? So. Uh, for case in point, and this is what brought it to my mind a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was uh, interviewed for the the local Fox uh, news channel here during Comic Con, and I wanted to go back and just watch to see, you know, if they made me look more fat, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, because it's not it's not like a question as if I looked fat, but like to what extent, you know what I mean? It, it was a pretty big lens they were using, so I was worried. <laughs> All right, but, fair enough. 
but uh and, and that's the thing like you th so they're building their own app so that you can access past broadcasts or clips or whatever but they're not making the con like all of their their content available online now why is that my guess is through the app right and this is where it comes for all uh, preferences and trade-offs you're allowing them to access more of your data more of your information which is something that they can actually use and sell as opposed to if they just put it on the web it's a lot harder to track that way Trent, once again, you are uh, you're opening up the door. You're pulling back the curtain, and you're not paying it. And you are paying attention to the man that's there. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. We yeah. live. Uh, that's the reason why USA Network's Mr. Robot is such an interesting and compelling show because, through a series of rudimentary points, uh, a group of hackers are able to bring down a major corp. Essentially, it would be like. Imagine if there was a corporation that combined all of uh, uh, GE and, uh, or, or more so, a more powerful Enron that was also oh, Wells sure. Fargo and Bank of America, yeah. all these things into one corporation. They're able to bring the corporation down by a hack uh, because all of their data is there. We live in a data-centric world. Uh, and, Absolutely. And I tell you right now, especially as a person that, that, uh, that has... Uh, has uh, seen some of the goings on in the podcasting realm and the technologies that are evolving oh there. Oh gosh, yeah. Your the, what you do uh, while you are in the electronic realm is right now that is the the richest uh, gold vein that everybody wants to tap. Uh, so as true. They, so, like uh, for example, let's just take something as simple as a podcast. Uh, there are, in the beginning, there were certain metrics. There were downloads. That's what right. we knew. People were downloading the podcast. So, and that's easy theory, to track, right? Very easy to track. However, now we're in a realm where podcasts are able to get sponsorship. They're able to sell ads. So there are two ways to track that. Response to the ads. But then yeah, so, also, so we give you a code, you type it in. So, that, so that's, that's, that's the ROI is, is a one-to-one -one ratio. Exactly. And then you get into another realm. Now, let's say you're not seeing response on your ad. The next logical step is you need to understand why. Why is this not working? Why did this not hit? Was it the product? Was it the delivery? What was it? Was it the listener's habits? Right. Listener's right. habits. So now mm -hmm. you start to get into a realm where people want to know, okay, well, let's say we put two advertisements within this podcast. Did people listen to both ads? Did they hit the ads and skip over them? What did they do? That type of information in the podcasting realm was going to be the next big thing. Uh, where is it going to come from? Who's going to do it? There are companies out there right now. Do a Google search. You'll find out the companies that are are trying to, to break this initiative. They're trying to make podcasting just as legitimate, if not more of a legitimate uh, advertising location as TV or radio or anything else. And if you think about it, uh, it, this is just like if it were a direct subscription for a television show as well. You are guaranteed the fact that you are at least getting your message to a certain number of people. It's very targeted marketing. Well, and it's it's really interesting too because like, um, you know, we for what almost ten years there was no advancement. Right, we had RSS feeds, you could track downloads, and that's about it. Right for a really long ass time and now they're finally being able to get in there and 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 relatively that's kind of a short um span when you think about how long the model for radio how long the model for television was just geographically based to now where they're able to start doing other things along those lines like it's it's moving way faster than than really we could ever anticipate 
And I'll tell you the reason why, Trent. Uh, first of all, obviously, it was because of the smartphone. That was the major thing. For sure, uh, yeah. But the second thing, too, not only the smartphone, but you notice 10 years. That is a generational skip. So right. we're in no, the realm you're now. You're right. Holy shit, you're right. The, the, the movers, the motivators, the thinkers, and the decision makers are now becoming people of the generation that grew up in these things. So now... You know, in anything else, we're in the YouTube era, folks. Somehow you could just say the right things the right way on the internet and you won't have to work. I don't yeah. understand how that works, yeah. but apparently it does. Yeah. If, if, if you're really good at narrating your own game of Minecraft, you don't have to work, folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And, and my kid watched those videos, dude. Oh, it's crazy, man. They're they're more popular than than like some, you know, some of the biggest television stars out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, seriously. We, we don't know them from, from Adam. Like, it's crazy to me. Well, here's the power of it. I believe HBO actually has a show on this season where it is featuring a person that was a former YouTube personality. Fuck that's off, really? Show. Yeah, that makes sense. And no, it's not the shade tarts. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but dude and but that's really interesting you look at you look at like so many things like um broad city right uh you look at uh workaholics workaholics They're, like these are these are all uh personalities and, and and people that developed their their craft with on their own dime within youtube and have now spinned into something that's actually lucrative second week in a row i think i'm saying this man that that uh 2012 keynote speed is just for laughs by it, Pat oswald oh, folks it gets more and more real every day watch it yeah uh, by well, the I, way dude yeah last week we did the show on saturday i'm sorry i gotta completely derail this uh because do it, do I, it. well i'm gonna i'm gonna trent i'm gonna admit something to you no shit this was the first year in the entire run of medheads i watched the emmys Oh wow! Okay, I'll it, usually do. I'll do like a highlights. I've been to a couple of Emmy parties in the past, but yeah, it was a complete. Uh, it was just completely random. I looked at my watch and I'm like, oh, they're they're like on right now. Why not? I just put them yeah. on. Uh, first of all, I got to say, I was genuinely entertained almost the entire time, but also I I cannot believe the people that I got to see win this year, and I was so happy for it. Um, but also I can't believe how much I cried during the ceremonies this time. Really? Well, first of all, uh, seeing Kate McKinnon win was just amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. What, uh, what did she win for? Uh, she won for, uh, 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 God, what was it? I, don't, I think it was like lead in, in comedy or okay. something. And uh, and it was for her performances on SNL, which, uh, oh, you know, wow. I, at first I was just uh, happy because when people entertain you and bring you joy and then you see them get rewarded, it feels good. Yeah. Oh, it's at so least, true. At least it does for me. I mean, I'm sure maybe you're sitting there in your torn boxers and your dirty wife beater going, fuck, I could be funnier than that. But, yeah, you know. I could do that. Stupid Keenan only does one voice and one character in different volumes. Yeah. But <laughs> but thankfully, well, he didn't win. It was Kate McKinnon. I don't know. I, know, but I just make it fun of myself because that's, I complain that's about That's what him. you do? <laughs> I could I'm be like, Keenan. oh, Keenan's on. Better turn the volume down. <laughs> wow. That's anyway, his character. The first G one, and then she referenced her recently departed father. Then, oh, wow. Then Julia Louise, uh, no, actually, before Julia Louise Dreyfus, Patton Oswalt wins for his comedy special, uh, The Sound of, uh, or Clap Talking or something. Yeah. I, I uh -huh. remember the name of it. 
uh, he uh, he won for that. And at the very at the moment he did, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so amazing. And then I'm like, oh, no, he's going to say it. He's going to say something and I'm just going to be a blubbering mess. Yeah. And sure enough, right at the end, he said, he's all, you know, this is really for two people, my, my daughter and her name. And then, then and someone else who's who's hopefully somewhere waiting. And I'm just like, oh, oh geez, man. that guy. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so I actually watched the Emmys and it was just it was such an amazing show. And I can't believe all these people we got to see win, dude. Rami Malek for uh, for for Mr. Robot won. Yes. Yep. Tatiana Maslani, who uh, Kirk, uh, pardon me, Kiefer Sutherland, Pola, Adina, uh, Azima, Adima Mazine, whatever, Toyota, or uh, not Toyota. <laughs> John Travolta, well, whatever, uh, Travolta, Toyota, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's all the same stuff. It's, it's you know, it's all, it, it, it's all Nanu Nanu, L. Ron Hubbard. I think he said like Adela Azim or something. Um, yeah, yeah, Tatiana Maslani. She won for uh, Orphan Black, which I saw the first three seasons of, and and that's like long overdue because she quite flawlessly does play several different characters on the same show, quite believably. Yeah. Um, and, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I do remember that. That's right. And then Aziz Ansari and his uh, writing partner won for um, their uh, their show. Uh, what is his one? Master of None. That's the one. Yep. So he run for that got awkward though. Anyway, I'm I'm not here to recap the Emmys. Sure, I was sure, just, sure. I was just amazed to see all the people that did win because, in some cases, it wasn't exactly what who you would have expected. It was very, I it, it was like almost like the 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 alt year, if you will, for all the people. Yeah, that did it, win. It, it, yeah, it kind of was. Uh, uh, Portlandia getting one. Um, the the uh, lead actor in um, uh. Uh, Thomas Middlerich was was nominated up against Jeffrey Tambor. You know what I mean? In, in yeah. Transparent, like, like this is it's so funny because looking looking at, at across the the board, like very few, what two in you know in outstanding uh, lead actor, only two were actual uh, networks that that weren't like premium or uh, streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it just it blows me away. That's the the options that we have now. Oh, and, and gosh, who was it? Somebody else just announced that they were going to be focusing. Uh, it was either Netflix or Amazon, but they were saying that, uh, or was it Hulu? One of those three, Trent, that's the point. <laughs> they just announced that like they, they're moving towards a model where at least 50% of their content is original content. I think, that, I think that's, a good, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and, but you know, folks, like we've said a hundred times over, and just as the case with anybody you could do a podcast, uh, now is the time where if you want to have your voice heard, if you want to entertain, if you want to be creative, it can't be a want anymore. You can easily have all the tools to, like, even like us, do a very subpar video presentation. <laughs> Right, yeah. You know, we, we're putting out one of the worst television shows on the internet if you go to YouTube slash NetHeads on air. Um, but, I mean, it's only a television show if you're watching it on your TV, I guess. Yeah, which some people <laughs> have. Uh, and, yep, by the way, sure. again, I'd, I'd like to apologize to Lee Velasquez's wife for... <laughs> Watching them get into a fight because he yeah. was like, "What, dude? You got to, you got to remember, folks. If you, yeah. if you are gonna, we, we encourage you to consume the show any way you can. But if you're going to do it on a television, make sure everyone in the room consents. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just, just be aware. Yeah, that's the, it. Would be nice, I think. <laughs> uh, by the way, Trent. Uh, speaking of the Flash and the CW, I got to tell you, yes. um, I, I am, I am now getting to the point where I am completely unapologetic. Un 
apologetic. There we go. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I, like the way you <laughs> I like the way you looked at the screen. And you're like, no, he still doesn't think he's got it. Let's let him know. Yeah, let's, yeah no, you, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I, I am really, I'm at the point right now where I am unapologetic about the radio askewness of, uh, of our show. In oh, for sure, morning. man. For sure. And I got to say, uh, if you want to tie all of this together in the realm of social media and marketing and metrics and all that jazz, one thing you got to commend Kevin Smith on is the fact of tapping into his own marketability. Oh, my God, because yes. he has leveraged one way or another in 21 years now the Internet in a, in a near masterful way merely by being accessible. Yep. For sure, bef well before anyone else even thought for, and, and, for it to be an option. And then evolving with it. And then if you compare the experience you get for, say, following a Kevin Smith Twitter or a uh, Kevin Smith Instagram yes. uh, versus following a Kim Kardashian Twitter or Instagram, it feels like a much more rewarding experience. And if dude. you are... If you're a fan of the dude and you're a fan of the Flash, if you're not following him on Twitter, which you got to be if you're hearing us... Yeah. Uh, but if you aren't, or if you haven't tapped into his Instagram, it, it is just such a wonderful behind the scenes, uh, little tiny mini memoir about what's going on up in uh, Vancouver right now. Cause he's up there shooting his episode of the flash. And, uh, it is, it is just wonderful. It's a nice insight. Cause you always want, I love the behind the scenes stuff. Yep. Yep. I do too. And, and like, I think as we are so used to now to having this, um, this this gatekeeper wall broken down between um, celebrity and us, right? I mean, that's what podcasts are. That's what that's why radio is the most intimate form of media, is because like you're having you're you're receiving a, a one way conversation, right? We're in your head, <laughs> literally, and like we're 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 smart now so we can tell when we're being pandered to or when we're you know a kardashian is holding this fine bottle of whatever we're like oh yeah that's an ad i get it but and and with kevin it's so different because it is such an honest approach to to what it is you know what i mean it's it's he he understands that like and, and it's the same way in in his q a's and everything that he's done like people can sense uh genuine genuinity genuineness there we go there you go that's it <laughs> okay teamwork <laughs> eh, apparently near the end of the show they just fall apart but th that's what i'm saying just like it's it is nice to to it's it's relatable i guess is, is the better way to put it like like i remember um in high school i used to kind of get depressed when i would watch mtv because this shit was so unrelatable i thought i was just like why even bother i'm never going to be able to attain you know this this level of of rich and and celebrity and and then to see someone who's like oh i i guess they are just regular people that's kind of cool well, more to the point, too, I think, at least in, in many ways, Kevin hasn't abandoned uh, his origin. He hasn't, Oh, for sure, man. He, he recognizes he's become a different person, but he, uh, he, he remembers. He has not forgotten the face of his father, Trent. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, well, and, and that's one thing, too. I think in this modern era, folks, if you want to try to tap into an audience or maintain an audience it's important to make sure that you uh you're still delivering content and that's one of the things that that i think you could learn if you wanted to use kevin smith as a business model because yeah. he is very clear and concise if you look there are, there are certain activities i'm not going to break them down for you but you know like one of the most basic is just it's content 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 sell 
you know, yep. at least there's some stuff in between. So give me something. And it's interesting. Uh, um, so I, I just recognize this game. So in that spirit, uh, Trent, I, I'd like to remind everybody that uh, uh, we'd love it if you'd share NetHeads with, with you and all your friends. Yeah. Uh, please yeah. help spread the word. But more importantly, Trent, I'd also like to tell you, in case you didn't notice, a little thing uh, happened yesterday. Pod, you dropped again, finally. <gasps> And I want to take this opportunity uh, to tell everybody that it is uh, it is no we have gotten uh, support from at least two individuals, one of them on the other side of this microphone. Um, wait a minute, no, on the other side of this conversation. That's there we friend. go. <laughs> Uh, so we've got two people that are more than willing and ready to uh, listen and quantify your podcasts. If you want to get them heard, if you want, if you want to see your name on the same website hosted, uh, paid for, and all that jazz by Kevin Smith, this is your opportunity. And uh, if you just uh, follow PodU on Twitter, there's a link there on how you could submit your podcast for consideration, and uh, you'll be going out. It's a, it is a Smodco podcast that is officially put out, and you'll be going through a Smodcast feed, and this is your opportunity to be heard. So uh, it's one of those things where it was a, it was an idea that Kevin had originally for the radio, uh, the internet radio, and then uh, we've kind of taken a little bit further. And it's one of those things that in many ways I kind of, I don't feel obligated, but more dedicated to getting done yeah. because of the message that you will hear if you go to a live Kevin Smith event. And that is that, folks, we're all entertainers. We all have stories to tell. And more to the point, instead of uh, uh, taking your energy and putting it into rage and everything else, instead, uh, do it to do something creative. Make something uh, to make the world a better place. And, and if that's as simple as getting your voice heard, record a podcast, go out and do it, and, and you'll see how cool it is. And uh, this is a, a way to help gain exposure to all the podcasts out there. So um, I'm more than happy to do it so please uh follow up pod what is it pod you podcast on twitter it's, uh it's I'm, I'm tweeting it out right now smodco pod you there you go smodco pod you on twitter if you follow that uh there's a link in there uh, but i think it's just as simple as smodcast.com forward slash pod you rules pod you rules pod you r-u-l-e-s yeah. uh and that'll take you to the the rules and regulations for submitting so please do I, yeah yeah and and you might read through them so, so you're submitting the right stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. That'd be nice. Uh, but like, <laughs> but we just so like last night we just featured uh, dorking out with Chris and Sonia, and and yes. it's an interesting model, Trent. You may not have heard about it before, but it's it's uh, two people uh, talking uh, about the stuff they like. Wait, wait what? This I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's Shit, so crazy. We should capitalize on that. We've been doing it wrong, Will. Oh, and you know what else I that uh, I didn't get to mention on the show, mainly because uh, Kevin has the show Geeking Out, and right. that show was dorking out. So I I literally nine reads in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Called them Geeking Out. <laughs> wait, so wait. Roll I, roll the tape back. Yeah. So I forgot to mention it, but uh, I think uh, I think it was their twelfth episode of Dorking Out. Uh, they actually talked to the people behind the prequel Strike Back. Uh, oh, cool. Which is a, a documentary that features Kevin Smith. So it all, yeah, yeah. yeah. it all comes together. Uh, it was a toss up about which one to go with. So yeah, there. I just wanted to say that, y'all. Yeah. Because um, you know we're marketing like Trent. What else? What do you got to push, man? What do you got to publish? What do you got to? What do you got to 
punt out there. Dude, I got I got so many things in the fires, but never enough time to do it all. That said, if you just go to a part of him.com, uh that's pretty much where all my stuff is. Uh I'll always putting out um the uh the show Sherwitz podcast. That's that's been my stalwart because it's uh my ticket for one hot meal a week. There you go. He's guaranteed it. It's like <laughs> All I'm saying is go easy on Trent on Tuesday because <laughs> and early Wednesday because all he's thinking about are them Gilroy garlic fries. Oh, those fries are so goddamn good. By the way, I got to ask you about that. Uh, if you yeah. want to find out more about Trent, like you said, a part of him.com, you can uh, follow him, part of him on Twitter. I'm NetheadWW, WillWilkins.com, NetheadsOnAir.com. Please check them all out. We'd appreciate it. Don't forget to give us a good review on iTunes. Uh, I got to ask you a question, Trent. So yeah. you have McDonald's in Utah, right? We do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's not a third world nation, Will. It's just Utah. Yeah. Well, eh, you know, we're, we're backwards in a lot of ways. <laughs> I, I have a question because, um, well, first of all, have you ever heard of Gilroy Garlic? No. Okay, good. Because uh, the thing I'm asking about, there are these ads that run about 20 million times when we're watching the Giants games. Yes, I've been watching the sports ball as a yes. way to bond with my wife. Very happy about this, too. I'm not because, good <laughs> golly, it's just when ever since the All-Star game, man, the Giants have just had, uh, they've had one issue or another, it's, it feels like. Anyway, neither here nor there, talking sports ball. No, no, no. Yeah, stop it. This is NetHeads. Um uh, so out here, there's a part of California called Gilroy, and they're very well known for the garlic that they grow. Okay. Uh, and one of the commercials that plays several times during the games are, uh, it's here, world-famous Gilroy garlic fries at McDonald's. Oh. So I, first I ask, have you seen any commercials about garlic fries at McDonald's? No. Okay, you're a cable cutter. Why am I asking I know. you? I don't know. Like I was going to say, I, you know. But there, here's the thing: there haven't been any um, geo-targeted ads on any sidebars for. <laughs> See, <laughs> Trent, you know, if you're out and about and you and you happen to be near McDonald's, I'm not asking yeah. you to go in to buy anything. But could you just stop in and see if Utah is advertising garlic, uh, Absolutely. garlic fries? One of my favorite things in the world to do is to go through drive-throughs with the dog. Because we order, and then when we pull up, his like his head is right there in the window, like out the window in their face, <laughs> and it's the best thing. So I'll go and get like one cheeseburger just because I got nothing else to do, and I want to see their reaction. There you go. So so just see if they're pumping the the yeah, garlic fries because yeah. because every time it comes on, I'm like, is this running anywhere else? And does anyone give a shit that the garlic is from Gilroy? You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe, or is maybe. this just a regional ad? Maybe it is a regional thing. Maybe, maybe and a, a smart move from McDonald's if they're trying to play on the uh, the we're we're keeping it fresh uh, in and out model. Well, it's very interesting uh, too because if you uh, do go to AT and T Park, one of the things that people uh, feel that they are known for are the garlic fries that you get at the game. So, oh, okay. Like I could see why they're targeting Gilroy garlic fry ads on the broadcast of the Giants game that have a park that has. I can see how the look, man. I'm just saying, I can see how the dots are all coming together. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not fooled. I'm wow. I'm really starting to worry. We may fall into me falling into a, a shit in a in the angry old white guy territory. We'll open the curtains. <laughs> they are open, man. Oh no, they're open. Anyway, folks, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. I've plugged all that other stuff before, so thanks for uh, dropping in with us. Uh, if you want to enjoy more of, of many other things, there is one website that I would encourage everyone to go to. And also, don't forget, man, uh, 
follow Kevin Smith on Twitter if you aren't. I feel stupid saying it here, but yeah, just know, in but, case. But just, yeah, you never know. Because it's great. Uh, and, and I say that mostly because uh, you can find this podcast at many different places, but most importantly, you can find them at one place. And where is that, Trent? Smodcast.com. That's right, baby. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. By the way, how many times had you listened to that until you realized that the voice in the background is saying the word tap? Tap, tap, tap. I think you mentioned it to me like a couple of weeks ago. That was the first time I ever did. Oh, okay. I always just thought it was someone going, going <sighs> So did I. <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing how, how we can take certain things for granted. You know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I never realized that in Finding Nemo in the very beginning, the house, uh, the, amenity, the amenity that he finds is at the drop-off. So later on, when we see him, they're living in an anemone, anemone, don't hurt yourself, kid. <laughs> Very much inland, like like where I live in the suburbs, deep oh, inside, right? And that's, sure. and that's why it's such an, such an, not just the fact that it's the outside world, but it's the drop-off that they're Yeah, yeah, to. it's the edge of civilization. So that that said, man, I guess we got to pay more attention to things. I don't know because yeah. the de- the devil's in the details, Trent. Yeah, and if and if and if the devil's anywhere, it's in Pixar. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just seemed like the perfect point. No. To- <laughs> your, face, your face is like, well, fuck. I guess we go with it. <laughs> <laughs>